Hi everyone, so welcome to the Not To Be Rude About podcast. Myself, I'm Enyolan, 28 years old, and I am a Bravo-holic. I watch all, every single Housewives, Real Housewives series, and now Married to Medicine, and Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> um, apart from New Jersey, I just can't go that low. Myself and my co-host, we always have so many conversations. We've really bonded so much over our mutual love of Bravo and Housewives, and we figured why not put that in the podcast let me introduce myself i am busayo and i too i'm well actually i'm more into housewives but i'm not gonna lie i just start off only watching the black ones <laughs> it's actually any other that's kind of forced me to expand my horizons all, all housewives matter yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you know we have so many conversations about the show conversations about housewives we literally voice on each other about it all the time so like you know let's bless you guys let you into like our funny conversations it's actually quite funny because we've been talking about doing this for like probably like a good year and we're finally doing it now we're actually supposed to have started when um real housewives of potomac started but anyway starting now so it's a bit chaotic we're starting almost in the middle of the season but i feel like that fits us well so we're gonna go for it this is obviously our first try at this so hopefully you guys enjoy the episode so should we start with like our quotes for the for the for the week or for this episode yeah so every week we're gonna bring an iconic quote from a housewife series that we love um to start off the episode and this one is a favorite from it's a fan favorite uh, fan favorite it's iconic <clears throat> yep should we talk about the husbands, Lisa? Shall, 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 shall I talk about what I know about your husband, Lisa? What, 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 what are you saying about the husband? Should we talk about the husbands, Lisa? Shall oh, we? Don't touch my husband. Don't Lisa? touch Lisa? my Lisa? husband. <laughs> don't touch my husband. So guys, basically, obviously we've, this is the first podcast, so we've done like a bit of an introduction, but generally our episodes will just start with a crazy quote. So we're going to first discuss Potomac, the world of the girls in the DMV. So Bataille, I'm not sure if you want to start because you already know my feelings. Um, not sure if you want to start with your feelings on Potomac and like your things you took from the episode that just yeah. went. I think I'll just start with Potomac generally so people can know like my stance on the show type of thing or like what's happened in this season and just previous seasons like quickly. Um, okay, so Potomac personally, I feel like has been carrying the Housewives franchise for a while now. You know, I feel like they've given us the drama, they've given us what we need. If I go through the ladies and weirdly enough, they've actually had quite a consistent cast. This episode, which we'll get into later, I did not gonna lie, it was a bit boring. I hate to say it, but um, generally for Potomac, okay, the people that I like, I feel like people need to keep in mind as well. When we discuss this, obviously, we are going off solely, because I know their stands and stuff, we're going off solely like the show and what's on the show. As if we're discussing a movie or a sitcom. So it's the people on the show from what we see on the show, all the other things I'm outside sorry, of it. Can I quickly say something? Please yeah. note. I mean, we're literally speaking into the abyss, and I'm sure we're gonna have like two listeners. Come <laughs> across this podcast, please don't tag in or send the episode to the housewives. We don't need that. They don't need to listen to this. We're just show. here for shit, literally. We're just here for shits and giggles. It's lighthearted. It's fun. Don't yeah, don't do that. Sorry, yeah. sorry. It's not that deep. I want to be turn off this podcast and stuff. But we're on to our regular lives. So yeah, people need to remember that obviously. So with Potomac, okay, I'm just gonna run down the lines of people off the top of my head. I like Karen. I'm here for for the grand arm, obviously, because I think most people are. I'm not a fan of Giselle. I'm not a fan of Robin. Candice is kind of I and mean, this is where me and Anya like really disagree, which we're gonna learn because we disagree a lot. But Candice is kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. I feel like she doesn't really play things as well as she could. Ashley, I'm not a fan. Um, I really liked Monique. Obviously, she's gone now, which obviously is very understandable for all the stuff that went down um last season and on previous seasons. Um, who else did I miss? Oh, and then and then Wendy and Mia. But I feel like we will discuss Wendy and Mia together further on. So Anya to you okay so ah, as you'll learn Basai and I do not view housewives the same 
Candice, for me, has really brought the tone of the show down. She's made the show difficult to watch. I hate how nasty she gets. I don't even find, like, she can't, I wouldn't even really consider what she does a shade. It's just verbal abuse. She just verbally <laughs> abuses people. And I think she's very stupid because don't go after a postpartum woman's body. I mean, it's stupid when you consider the demographic of who watches the show. And it's just nasty. It just starts to feel like gross. Like I feel, I start to feel like I'm doing something wrong by consuming the content of the show. They don't want to watch someone like make fun and call someone who's had a baby a month ago, basically a fat bitch on TV. That's, that's not enjoyable for me. That's not enjoyable Sunday night dinner. And I think she needs to be able to just deal with the fact that she doesn't like Ashley. You don't like her, move on. Like it's boring. Um, Giselle. Listen, Giselle and Pastor Holy Whore or whatever, that disgusting man that she calls the father of her children and she faked a relationship with for a TV storyline is, I just think that Giselle's pathetic. Like she's just a sad, pathetic old woman. Like if you read like A Streetcar Named Desire and stuff like that, like to me, she's just very much like a Blanche Dubois. She's Blanche. Yeah, she's literally Blanche Dubois. Like, it's just so pathetic and it's just so sad. And everything Karen said about her fashions is true. Karen, I feel like Karen is what the women should be. She's delusional in the right way. She is shady, but it's in the right way. Like, it's light shade. Like, it's light. Robin... She's so nasty. She's just a waste of space. And I'm saying this as someone who's just gotten married. So I know how fun it is to get engaged and like we're doing a bridal shower. But baby, you were married to this man before. You've already done all those things. Why the fuck do you keep saying, oh my God, you're not invited to my bridal shower? You're isn't she almost 50 years old? That is so pathetic. It is really, really weird. Every single time someone offends her, she's like, I know not who's invited to my bridal shower. As if that's going to be an event anyway. It's probably going to be in some sort of like KFC parking lot. With, with, with a shared budget, considering her budget. I didn't know we were going to come in this hall. No, it, it's not going to be an event worth going to. I don't know why she keeps talking about that. When we, as you can see from those braids, which looked as though she did it herself with a YouTube tutorial, they were crisp, crisp as if she put them in the air fryer. She couldn't oh even bathe them in the water. I mean, I'm sorry. As you can see from those braids, it's, it's, it's not happening. The budget is not there. So I'm not, I don't even want to see her wedding on the screen because it will be pathetic and sad and it will make me feel uncomfortable. There, is there anyone else? I miss Monique so much. I miss an actual rich woman who was like the right, the right shade of like cookie. Unlike Rosile, I don't necessarily think she did anything that wrong by beating Candace's ass because Candace is a foul human being. But yeah, I really miss Monique. Um, and I know we're going to talk about Mia, but Mia's... We can we can just go into it beside like Mia's no. Okay, let me just go. Okay, so let's go into Mia. Um, my thing is Mia. I still don't really have a firm opinion on her. When the first episode happened, I didn't like the way Wendy came at her. Um, about the whole surgery thing, I thought that was really weird. Unless there's something that production hasn't showed us or they've edited out, so that kind of made me. And I like the way Mia was open. So that made me kind of lean towards her. And from, I'm not going to lie, from the trailer, I thought I wasn't going to like her at all. Um, and also with the whole thing about Wendy's dressing. That and the way she flip flopped, I didn't really like Mia flip flops a lot. But do you know one thing I'm actually gonna say from you know from last episode, yeah, when they were like um, Mia lied when she said to Wendy that Giselle called her a weak bitch. What do you think about that? Because I didn't really feel like she lied. I feel like she embellished a bit, but that was what Giselle meant by what she said. Yeah, I don't really feel like she lied. I think she embellished it, but as Wendy watches back the footage, that's pretty much what was said. Even now. Pardon? She was, you know, when you do an, an, an essay and you come to an in conclusion, <laughs> that's what she did in conclusion. She was calling you a weak bitch. My thing with Mia is I just feel like, as a newbie, I understand. And, and like you, I haven't got a firm, firm opinion. She's just not, she's not giving it to me because I feel like she's a bit too desperate to be liked by Giselle. And that, and that's the same issue that Monique had. You should never, ever, you. ever. It always ends in tears. Yeah. And Giselle will leave Thank you in you. the dust. Giselle isn't even loyal to Robin, so I don't like that. I think she would have had more of an impact if she came in and she had opinions and she was herself. Even if she was more like Team Karen, it would have been more of an interesting dynamic. I just find it boring. I do think her storyline with like her parents and her mom and stuff is compelling. But again, this is what I'm saying with Housewives. When it goes to that level of like, your mom is crying on TV that your dad 
is the one that dragged her into being a drug addict and she almost committed suicide. It starts to feel exploitative and I know reality TV is exploitative, but like, I, I don't, do you get what I mean? It starts to feel very dark and you're kind of like, oh, like, oh, wow. That's how I feel. Yeah, no, I kind of get what you're saying. Wendy. Oh, Wendy. Okay, we had, we had proper, in fact, <laughs> we've had proper conversations about Wendy because obviously her being Nigerian, us obviously being Nigerian, we did want to like her, but in the first season, the way she picked a fight with Karen, made herself look really stupid, kept throwing out the degrees and all of that. It was just like... Ashley situation. Yeah, even with the Ashley situation, obviously I'm not... <laughs> biggest fan but with even the Ashley situation like she just she picked all the wrong battles it was a bit it gave me secondhand embarrassment honestly to like see I do feel like obviously with the Potomac fans and stuff that element of colorism I do think it is there because I do feel like Wendy didn't do anything that was so bad in the first season to have garnered the reaction that she garnered the way people acted like if she was like I don't know threatened Ashley with a knife or threatened everybody with a knife but I did yeah she just she did I don't think she played it well at all like even the people that she chose to align herself with the fights that she picked it just wasn't on and just came across as like very beggy her styling as well which has improved so I'm happy about that she's gotten a stylist that's good um yeah and the throwing up the the degrees just randomly like for no reason rehearsed reads that's another thing you can tell she practices her reads in the mirror but I don't dislike Wendy I would say I'm a bit neutral I do want to like her um that was my opinion of her anyway from first season even with this season I still feel like she kind of in the first episode did shrink back into that mean girl with the way she was dealing with Mia and then the second episode where she said tick-tock Mia I am Zen Wen like please please stop stop it like the rehearsed reads I just wanted to stop the rehearsed reads because Wendy actually she does have you know she can be mouthy you know she's a Nigerian woman but it's just the rehearsed reads for me that I just think just have to stop I think I don't know I feel, still feel like we're not s- still completely seeing her authentic self I don't know what how do you feel about it Anula? the thing is I feel like with regards to the dressing I went back and looked at her Instagram and before she had like her daughter she kind of dressed like that so I think we saw her in a postpartum moment last season. And I think that's what she was, why she was getting frustrated because she was like, you met me when I'd had given birth two months ago. Like obviously now like her kids like walking and talking and stuff, she has a lot more freedom. Um, I just, but I feel like she's doing too much. And I feel like this is also the problem with um, housewives. As the seasons go on, the cast members have all this off season beef that they're not properly addressing. So there's clearly things have gone down season which we're kind of seeing in like all these Instagram lives and interviews and stuff with Wendy saying that Robin actually is the one that contacted her about the rumors because the blog also says something about one and I do also find it interesting because that all about the tea blog is the same blog that they said that Monique was feeding information to so they all seem to have these this relationship with this blog and then I this is when I start to get like frustrated with Housewives because it's, it goes from being like a fun show to like this like show where you can tell all the cast members really hate each other yes, and they have the yeah, it's getting vindictive and they had this deep-seated beef but um for me the episode in general I found the episode really boring and I have a different opinion this season of Potomac has dragged for me I'm so tired of seeing the same show I don't want to see another season of like Ashley and Candace fighting Giselle fighting blah 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 like even with the Karen and Giselle thing like I don't mind it, but the, th- the reason why I dislike it this season is like, I don't understand why Giselle's acting like a victim while she's sitting there crying. Because Monique isn't there. So she's now having to take out with, on Karen. I, don't see, I feel like they no. should bring Monique back, honestly. But I don't think honestly, they, they need Monique back. Need they won't do it, but they, need, they actually need her in the cast because the cast is not doing it for me. But it's like, but what I'm saying is that how can she sit there and say that, oh, it really hurt her when um, what, what, um, Karen said about Jamal hurt her girls. First of all, I don't think those girls care. I mean, they literally told her that they hate their dad. So I don't think they care. But second of all, Giselle, you talk about everyone's husband, everyone's kids, everyone's situation. You practically crawl up into people's vaginal cavities and sit there and call that shade. So you can't say that it hurts you when people talk about you. And that's why I don't like about Giselle. And I feel like um, Ashley is actually a little bit better at handling that. She knows that she dishes it out. So when she's got to take it, she can swallow it. Because Ashley has swallowed a lot of shit. A lot of it deservedly. 
but she swallowed a lot of shit on the cast and she doesn't sit there making the whole season about her tears about how people came for her and her husband and her family and I just don't like that about Giselle and that that's making the episodes drag for me because I feel like this is with this but even the fact that people are entertaining that is ridiculous like stop entertaining Giselle crying about how people shouldn't talk about her 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 predator baby daddy past the holy whore like please, like Monique said, that is his telephone. That was his telephone number. He he, you were using him for a storyline. He has other girlfriends. Please, the, I, in fact, what I want to see instead of this Potomac season is just a review of the binder, a week by week. Monique sitting down. I was going to do binder. that. I don't know what happened, but she was actually going to do that. She had binder story times. I don't know what ended up happening as to why she didn't release it, but she literally was promoting oh. binder story times and how she was going to read it story binder every week but I don't know why it didn't happen I'm I don't know maybe she doesn't she maybe she just said you know what she's done with the whole housewives thing which is a fair play to her I'm a, I'm a little bit deflated and I feel like this is kind of what happens with the franchises and because Potomac is this season six um yeah I think so I feel like this is generally when it starts to go downhill like on Potomac like the biggest scandals like the rumors about Eddie cheating which is really bizarre I don't know why that's the thing. And I don't know why that they give, keep giving so much free press to All About the Tea. I don't know if you've got any opinions on that. Yeah. So I, I, Giselle kind of did an interview and she was like, oh, um, she had a conversation with Wendy. Off, I don't know if you've, I'm sure you've heard, seen the video, like had a conversation with Wendy off camera about it on the phone. And it was really brief. And Wendy was just like, you know, it's not true, blah, blah, blah. And they moved along. So she was like, oh, I don't understand why you'd have an issue with me, you know, bringing up on camera. But I feel like that's absolute nonsense. Let's be real with housewife shows. As much as they like, to act like they're giving us the proper raw, unfiltered stuff, they don't. They know there's certain things they don't bring up on camera. It's something that, it's also why I'm in Beverly Hills. Remember when um, Mauricio had those rumors out? And when LVP brought it up, Kyle was livid with her because she was like, there's so many rumors that fly around, but we deliberately don't bring them up on camera. So Giselle obviously was but the way the way the way LVP did it was so stylish and so and it's just, it was messy. I'm like anyone has an LVP stand, guys. I'm but... an LVP stand, I love the old white woman. I do. She's <laughs> <laughs> an LVP stand. I'm an LVP apologist, LVP till I die. Obviously, she made Beverly Hills. Anyway, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but um yeah, so it's so even when she did that, obviously Kyle's reaction was really she was really annoyed with her. She's like, you didn't need to bring that up because, and she actually, another thing she was like, um, I was going to say Ken had his rumors as well. And Kyle was like, we saw those, we didn't bring it up. So they do have, you know, a silent code of conduct with how they go on about it. The thing with Giselle, which shows that she wanted this on the show. She made a deliberate effort because, you know, I think who did she, she said it to, was it Robin first and then kept bringing it up to Ashley? Like she kept doing it. She kept running her professionals. Yeah so that yeah. it would get picked up in the show. And it's funny, because that's exactly what Monique accused her of doing last, trying to do last well, season. She did try to. She when it came to her to. son's paternity, which obviously mm-hmm. is clearly a lie. Um, so yeah, I just I just feel like it, it just shows a certain level of just being really vindictive and nasty, because then it's not even like, obviously you're not trying to gist. Even this whole nonsense of girlfriends, none of you lot are really friends at the end of the day. You're getting a check to all sit around and chat to each other. So that didn't need to be rules on camera especially if you don't think it's true why are you bringing it on camera you know mm-hmm. and even even Giselle talking about how oh like is Wendy dressing that way because of that I'm like okay but did you so were you dressing like that when you were in your marriage with Jamal then are you talking from place like I respect Giselle a lot more she did all those things she's doing to Wendy but then she could also if people talked about her and Jamal she was like so what like talk about it which Ashley does do, yeah. to be fair. I don't yeah. know. Ashley, this is this one do thing. That. That's what Ashley does. Ashley's like, okay, fine. Like, actually, actually, she's chopped insult on that show and she swallows it and she moves on. Whereas Giselle tries to play victim and that's why I don't like her. Like, get out of here with your green eyes. Like, fuck off. Don't, don't do those things to Wendy and then cry. Yeah, I think she also tries to keep this. It's so funny because obviously we're British. So she knows that stiff upper lip she tries to, you know, keep. It's doesn't. It cracks, you know. Like I know she tries to, but like when when Wendy was like really going at her, obviously she didn't have a response. Remember? Do you remember? Do you remember the bit when Robin was like, "Who is she talking about?" And Giselle was like, "Jamal." <laughs> <laughs> As an actual married woman, what do you think about the Eddie? <laughs> How would you be in Wendy's shoes? Well, I feel like. I, okay, I didn't like the whole weird spiel about having his last name, but that that was 
That was weird. Do you remember when she was like having his last name, being married to him, having him hit my bed every night? That makes me so much happier than you. Oh, Wendy. Yeah. When Wendy said- I have one thing to say with Wendy. I feel like Wendy should be a bit careful though. With obviously, like Giselle was vile. There's no doubt about it. But I feel like she should tread very, very lightly with this whole cussing. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what Ashley did. And this her, is kind of what yeah, was like. I feel like mm, that one and you know, cussing her thing. She's thinking that like, oh, like you save men that cheat on you, blah blah blah. Sis, auntie, mm, 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 it can humble mm. you though. It can humble wow. you. Because yeah. life can come and like uppercut you. So I feel like she needs to, I feel like Monique actually played it a lot better when she would go at Giselle, even when she would bring up Jamal. Do you get what I mean? Because I think when the problem Wendy, she, I've clocked, she teeters into this respectability politics. And it's what makes her kind of unlikable because it's pick one or the other. And Wendy. so, yeah, so the teetering is a bit much. I think I understand like when you obviously have your husband, your life partner, the same way that you feel about your parents, your siblings, your close friends. It's like any relationship, right? You love them so much, it would really offend you for them to be accused. I honestly wish, sometimes with the show, I wish they could break the fourth wall. And instead of her saying, getting pissed, you could actually just say, shut the fuck up and stop trying to bring this bullshit rumor on the show. You know that it's not true. If, if you bring it up again, you're not gonna like what I have to say. That's, that's what I would do. That's how I would handle it. I'll be like, if you keep bringing this up again and you keep trying to make this some type of storyline for yourself because you're a whack-ass loser, you know, who the, the, the most interesting thing that happened to you in the past six seasons of you being on the show is you, is you possibly getting back your serial cheating, you know, evangelical pastor. If that's the most interesting thing about you and you have to keep talking about my marriage and my relationship because no one's swiping right on you on those apps, then feel free, hon. But that's, I feel like she should have handled it that way. The way she's spazzed out, I, having seen her interview, she's like, these girls, they all knew, they spoke about it. Imagine someone's messaged you and it's like, oh my God, have you seen that crazy bullshit posted online? We need to sue this person. And then you start filming and they're like, oh, Wendy, we're really concerned about you and these rumors. You know, we haven't addressed it before. You're going to be like, what the fuck? But I just think she should no, stop. No, they're doing using you for a storyline. Yeah, I think she should stop doing this whole, I'm better than you because I'm married to Eddie. I don't, I don't like that aspect because we've all seen how that goes in housewives and also just in general, like it's, it's bullshit and it won't endear you to fans because there's a lot of single women that people need to also think about the fan base. There's a lot of single women that watch housewives and they don't want to watch you weirdly go on and lecture about how you're so much better than everyone who isn't married. That's, that's not going to like, that's not going to It's make also quite misogynistic. It's misogynistic. It's, yeah, and it's, 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 it's misogynistic. It's, it's, that it's, women it's, need men to validate their existence. It's not it. Exactly. It's really, it's just really like pathetic and kind of like, yikes, like you'll be watching it and you're kind of like, oh, we're still doing that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bigger than yeah. the villains on Housewives. Like it's bigger than Giselle. It's bigger than, like people used to do it to Kenya as well. And that's actually what made people to really like, I don't think used to do it to her. So I think, actually, yeah. Actually, how humbled, not only was your man, you know, doing a lot of nonsense, but he's he was in jail like he went back to prison because yeah, i thought like there's ways to like get your licks in like did you see the after show when she was really like you know because her going back to this man that cheeses on her blah 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 it's probably because still talk about how jamal you know doesn't rate her but i think when she now starts drawing that comparison of i oh, think the way I'm that karen does it is better karen is basically like the relationship was fake do you remember did you see it in this confessional when she was like you know, if Giselle really th thinks she was in a relationship with Jamal and she was sad about that, I would be there for her. Like, do you, do you know what yeah. I mean? That's, that's, that's light, that's funny, and that's keeping it about G Giselle, not, not talking about women in general. Because that's the same thing that Candace does. Instead of attacking Ashley, Ashley could, Ashley, Candace could be like, oh, shut up there, go, go deal with your predator husband. Instead, she goes, oh, yeah, with your wide ass. Like, she just gave birth. Like, that's foul. That's really disgusting. And she's, the thing is about Candace that makes me laugh so much is she makes Ashley look more and more sympathetic every episode. Ashley used to be hated as a character. Hated. But she makes Ashley look more sympathetic. She, she makes Ashley into a victim. I feel like, though, the exchange between um, Candace and Ashley, you know, like, at the end of the episode, I feel like that was heavily edited. Do you think so? Yeah, because I feel like it didn't really make sense. Even the same thing, like, you know, Candace and her husband going back and forth as well. I feel like that was also quite heavily edited. 
Oh, look, don't get me started on Chris Bassett, Mr. I sell hot plates from my kitchen. Oh, Candace. So do you agree with Miss Dorothy then? Absolutely, I agree with Miss Dorothy. We've spoken about this though and how it's like, it, it's risky territory, I feel like. When your spouse is going to become wrapped up in your business and then your life becomes theirs and they're almost like, they don't really have their own things. It's almost like if they're pushing you. So I kind of did understand what Miss Dorothy, I thought Giselle was saying it out of spite, but I did understand what Miss Dorothy was trying to say because all Candace just kind of doesn't really, didn't really want to hear it. If I'm truly honest with you, I don't feel like that's like Candace, the love of Candace's life. I feel like she reached a certain age and she wanted to get married. She wanted a ring. She wanted to have a plan a wedding and throw a wedding. The way she's so hesitant to have children with him. She doesn't, and she doesn't respect him because if you love and respect someone, you will never go off on them the way that when she gets angry, the way she insults him, that's how she really feels. She's called him a deadbeat dad. Like, his, like she's called him a dirty deadbeat dad. Like Yeah, father. that was a proper hmm, low blow. Cause I was thinking so sis, why are you marrying him? <laughs> why are you marrying him then? most truthful thing she sells on the show but this man i'm telling you go on his instagram he's selling hot plates from the kitchen like he's unemployed he's broke i don't even know why they keep trying to keep up this facade of he owned a restaurant and she had to work there as a hostess please please we're not stupid we the viewers are stupid because when candace kicks him out he will be on the streets he's got nothing but stop running his mouth on twitter like the filthy side chick that he is Candace's little assistant sort of running his mouth on Twitter and fighting fans and fighting the housewives as if his time isn't, you know, coming to an end because there will come a time when Candace will get tired of him and she will kick him out of the house. She does not want that man. Who wants that man? I don't know. Maybe the child support courts. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, my plan was to keep this first episode a bit light, but anyway... (laughs) If you guys know her, she chooses violence all the time, and she's clearly chosen violence. So, ooh, wow, <laughs> that was hoo, 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 a drag. Speaking of drags, to court, let's get into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because listen, you can call me problematic, but these white women are giving it to me this season. I'm enjoying this season more than I'm enjoying Potomac, which I never thought I would say, but. I've said it out now. You can't drag it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I think I've had an alternative view. I just, <laughs> like, Beverly Hills for me is just, ugh, I don't know. I just feel like, I always understand, like, that's, like, you know, the richest cast. I feel like those white women don't work hard enough. I'm sorry. They don't. Like, and I think the thing is, like, all I feel like all the material is there for it to be interesting, you know. We look at the behind the scenes of all of them and the rumours that swirl about in the rumour mill. I just like it's, it's boring. This, this episode, though, was good. But I feel like, okay, the way they, no one held her, the way they cared so much about Denise and, you know, they really interrogated this girl, this woman, when she even said that she didn't feel um, comfortable with them having inappropriate conversations around her daughter and they re-gaslighted her. But then Erica is literally right there and they're all like coddling her. And this is something that's so serious that she has to do with people that have passed, people that are orphans, people that are burn victims, you know, and the vim is just not the same. I, I completely agree with you. And I think that's the most, that's, first of all, I think the Beverly Hills Housewives, I know you haven't watched a lot of this series like as they were going on, because you sort of binge watched them because I forced you into watching the show. I feel like um, with the Beverly Hills Housewives, right, the, issue has really come about when they formed that weird pact that fox five thing which is like lisa rinna erica dorit kyle and teddy who is literally as garcelle said a nat who just needed to fuck off and now she's off the show but they literally form like this weird pact where they all protect each other um and i think the biggest problem with some of the women on the show is that they really miscalculate the fans i think they thought we thought it was going to be really juicy and like scandalous and we wanted to dig into whether or not denise had sex with brandy which i actually personally don't even really believe to be honest but it's like we don't care that's boring that's actually boring i don't want to watch 15 weeks of you digging into denise's vagina i don't care who was up there I don't care. And it, it started to feel like borderline homophobic and weird last season. Yeah, so. like when Marlo kept bringing up whether Eva was by, they always tread yeah, that line in Housewives. Like they like. Yeah, they always just go to this weird place that starts Yeah, and Kenya like, with Tim Guild's husband. They do yeah, it Yeah, it, it starts to feel homophobic and you're like, wait, what are you actually trying to say? 
Yeah, um, I agree. So, so I feel like I feel like a similar thing has happened this season with Erica. I think because Erica was a bit of a fan favorite previously, she's not been a fan favorite for a while. But I think because she still has like some stands and followers, they really thought that people were going to rally around her. But it's like, oh no, honey. Your husband is a thief, and I'm gonna say this. I live in the UK, babes. Even if you sue me, Erica, even if you sue me, Erica, you're gonna get about you're gonna get about three thousand pounds. You're not gonna get much. You probably get five hundred pounds in some court costs. This isn't the US. You are a dirty, filthy thief. That's what you are. You stole from the most vulnerable in society to live this weird, vain, fake pop star career that you manufactured for yourself you have no personality you apart from sleeping with that decrepit old man who's now lying that he has dementia to try and get out of facing criminal charges you are disgusting like it's actually makes me feel sick the way she's sitting there lying and being lying every and week those crocodile tears we're tired we are you know that one tear every single second and the makeup the foundation streak I'm yeah. sorry it's, it's enough and the way she talks like through her nose I can't even do it but she, she talks like through you know when she thinks it's like if she's getting serious yeah and she starts but you know her nose and gritting her teeth like exactly. at something, like, like oh god I can't <laughs> exactly. like, I'm sorry like, fuck off that's that's not scary you just look I don't know, it's like she's doing an impression of Jiggy. I just... I can't <laughs> Not Jiggy, R.I.P. Jiggy. Oh, wait, no, but Jiggy. Yeah. Jiggy. Yes, Jiggy is dead. <laughs> what? Jiggy oh, is God. dead. What? Someone's dead. Wait, Oh my god, R.I.P. Jiggy. R.I.P. Jiggy. That's what we should call this episode, R.I.P. Jiggy. Oh my gosh, let's call this episode R.I.P. Jiggy. Basile, what are your thoughts on Erica? Guilty or innocent victim? Erica gives me the vibes of like Nigerian politicians when they start getting questioned about where certain funds have gone. Do you see the one where they asked him, what was, I think it was... I can never say guys, but in the video, you guys know the video, but I think when they ask him, he just starts going, like, like I have not, there's nothing left. Like, I can't remember that. You know the one of doing NSARS, where he just starts. That's what she reminds me of. Oh my God, is that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is it Ben, the governor of Calabar, where he's like. Yes, yes, governor of Calabar. That's Erica's spirit then, animal. Was the reporters and stuff as he's crying and saying there's nothing that he can do you know he's so sorry that the state is in that that calabar's in that state he had plans but you know there's nothing he can do and he's crying the reporters are saying oh i'm so sorry sam and i was thinking what the hell this guy is the governor of calabar and he's literally telling me that he's not he's not going to do anything to fix the situation and you're apologizing to him anyway that's a whole that's a whole other podcast but um but fam that that is literally the vibe erica gives me when he starts saying okay so where's the cash all of a sudden what was it? Why are you doing this? And it's that one thing. I'm sorry. I, 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 if Erica's going to cry, give us Bilo Davis. I want to see Snort. You're literally talking about how your life has gone to shit and you're eating caviar pie with like these gold plates. How's your makeup done? You're dressed down in designer. You're not giving up. Remember, that, remember when someone was trying to sue 50 Cent? So he bought like a smart car and they went to go and buy like some cheap um suit from like the market or somewhere so the courts would leave them alone that's what I want from Erica at least you should commit to it fully I feel like with um Erica for me I do believe she's guilty and that's not necessarily due to just the things I've seen on the show Uh, it's also the stuff that I've read because I do peruse the reddit forum for Real Housewives they post a lot of gossip there especially for like the I feel like for the white shows like Beverly Hills and stuff. Check like if they have they, more watchers. They have more watchers and they post a lot of stuff. Obvious reasons. So I feel like with um when you read the court documents, like for example, she requested that she tried to request that the victims of you know Tom's Tom's thievery and stealing aren't allowed to get their money before she gets her share of the money of his assets in the divorce. That to me is absolutely insane. The fact that he put $25 million into her account, which has been basically linked directly to money that he stole from her clients. And she's trying to lie and claim that she had nothing to do with that. Meanwhile, they show basically, they've released the credit card statements, which show exactly how she spent that. And every year she was spending, blowing through $2 million a year on credit cards. And when you sort of look at it, it's all like, just about like this vanity project that she had for Erica Jane. When you 
you look at how she's really tried to disrupt the court. She's trying to get the lawyer for the bankruptcy case kicked off the case multiple times to sort of delay proceedings. She's um, opposed handing over financial records. So, do you get what I mean? Like she's she's opposed handing over the company records and she's basically trying to say that she has no liability or personal liability for what happened in that EJ Global company. You know, that that's the LLC. So then they want to do this thing where like, obviously the LLC will declare bankruptcy and be dissolved and she'll just go for free. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think she's guilty. I think she's colluding with Tom. A lot of things that she said are lies. So, for example, she said that she tried to paint this picture like, oh, yeah, Tom, you know. Yes, everyone is talking about that, how she's literally, she's literally been crafting a defense for him this whole season with, oh, he has dementia. Oh, he got into this car accident and nobody, like, I think the LAPD said they have absolutely no record of it. I think it was the first he broke his leg and he hit his head. Yeah, she's tried to basically say that he was was concussion and, like, he was basically in some like a coma or knocked out for 12 hours but local hospitals and police have all come out and said that they have no record of that and there's I don't think there's any way you could have such a bad car accident and not have any police or hospital record even if they took him home to be cared for at home with private nursing staff it probably would still be come to the attention of the police um at least a hospital like a car insurance or something do you get because someone would have to clear up that car yeah Um, like it's been really gross to see. I'm not gonna lie, I do find it a bit gross, this weird crafting of it. And she's not as smart as she thinks she is, but let me let you continue. Oh, and I was just also gonna say how she's like now trying to paint this victim as though she was a victim of an abusive relationship with Tom, but he was like this older predator. I mean, she was, there was definitely, you know, weird age. Power imbalance. Yeah, but she did get with him when she was, I think, 27 or so. Yeah, I think, I think it's married. 27. Yeah, 27, and he was in his 50s. Absolutely, that's a power imbalance. And personally, I'm 28 years old. I would never date. I would never date a man in his 50s. Um, I wouldn't want to have this epidemics in my household. But it's not the same as like she got with him when she was 18. Um, and also, like you know, she's saying things like, "Oh, I'd never like, I'd never been in a bank account." Well, actually, in her book, she wrote all about how she signs all the checks. EJ Global's her company; she's completely in charge. She was also she seen using how- credit cards on the cash trip. Yeah, she wrote about how she, um, you know, from when she was young, her mom taught her financial independence and used to take her to the bank all the time. So there's all these like really obvious holes in her story. And I just think that the women are making the biggest mistake of their lives by aligning themselves with her, because I think that this will, I think that this is going to drag on for a long time, but I do think it's going to be like, blow into like a Teresa level situation. Erica's finished. She's finished. She's done. And I just feel like with Erica as well, like you had so much time to really craft, you know, what your response to this was going to be. So I just think it's quite disappointing that like that's what she went with, just doing woe is me. Now I'm living in LA in this three-bedroom house on my own. And I still have all these designer things. It's it's really a slap in the face, honestly. And it, it shows how tone, I think that's probably with Beverly Hills. It actually shows how tone deaf they are. Um also, how regular people actually feel. Yeah. Even that crying scene that she had with Kyle, I think that was orchestrated and planned because you're on camera all the time these women know what waterproof mascara is what a good brand is but all of a sudden when you're upset with your trying to portray yourself as the victim with your ex-husband you're sitting there and you're crying and you make sure that your mascara runs down your face to make it really dramatic i think that was planned there's something really sinister and cold about erica and yeah but we can talk about that because that's what PK actually said about her. I mean, we're obviously not the biggest fans of PK. Yeah, I mean, that was the first thing PK said to her is that you're not just cold, you're inherently cold. Yeah, I, I really believe that she's a bit sociopathic, like, there's something really evil about her. It's the face she does as well when she's getting to. Oh, I feel like ah, ah. it's <laughs> <laughs> Terrier, it's really bizarre. Is the face, yeah, that growling and the, that actually, I thought that was like a car. Oh my god, but do you know, oh my god, do you know who handles her so well? I actually think Sutton handles her perfectly. Like when she was like, or oh, what, and Sutton was like, or oh, nothing, it's like, yeah, nothing, babe, because you like, what do you think I'm gonna start beating you up? No, nothing, but you just don't talk to me like that. 
Yeah, when she's like, you shut up, Miss Small Town. What's everyone going to say about me? I was like, <laughs> my motherfucking reputation. Yeah. And it's like, my hey, reputation. <laughs> You actually sound like a hillbilly here. So that's actually really funny. Because she was like, my motherfucking reputation. And I was like, wow. It's my reputation. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was, I don't know why her voice got like, it's like the angrier she gets, the more I nasally. Think I think that's like, It gets more nasally, the angrier she gets. It's quite interesting, actually. But yeah, I just, I feel like she needs to be cleared properly. I feel like Sutton is even, Sutton, Sutton kind of is not that confrontational. I feel like Erica really needs to be like, Erica can never go toe to toe with the Potomac girls. Uh, we need Kenya. Like someone said, Kenya would have brought a, one of the victims to the dinner. Like, <laughs> it's true. And she would have given them snacks as yeah. well and water to given, keep their throat moist. She would have brought a DVD of the victim. Eric, if Eric brought pictures of the plane crash. She would have been dragged to the point where I think she would have actually had to check into some sort of wellness center. Like she's getting off so easy. Yeah, and I think feel like the, my thing as well, which um, like moving on to like Rena, is like you had so I think I'm like Rena actually scares me a bit. Like when I first started watching, I did actually try to like make excuses for her a bit. You know, like with the Kim thing, like how she was so inner with Kim's sobriety you know and she spoke about how she lost a sibling because of drug addiction so I was like okay cool maybe that's why she's so in it but then and the way the, the way she handled like the whole it just got to the point where it's like okay this is a pattern this isn't from genuine care it's like you're deliberately doing this for the show and it comes across as like nasty and then lying about it like when she said the whole thing about Kim being inches away from death that was really disturbing to me and I feel like it's the same thing with even like the Denise you had so much vim so like like what like she was actually moving like if she was i don't know like hmrc or the fbi like if uncovering whether brandy and um denise were you know munching carpet together was like going to stop end global warming that was literally the way she was acting so it's just so weird now when we're literally talking about a situation where people are orphans, people have lost family members <laughs> people have had to you know live in poverty people are dead all the vim has disappeared and it's like oh we just have to believe erica and blah 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 and honestly i feel like when you see rena has kind of served her purpose on the show i'm tired of her trying to make her daughters happen i'm kind of over rena i feel like now that garcelle sutton and crystal on the show i feel like it's like she's kind of served her purpose i think it'd be fine if she didn't come back for the if next if i'm truly honest i wanted rena off from the first season because i feel like similarly to candace rena really brought down the tone of the show she really dragged it into this really dark place and then since then it just went downhill i even never bought the whole i never liked the whole thing of like lisa vanderpump manipulated me to say the munchausen thing no babe you're messy and you're nasty like you decided to do it and then you kind of got caught out and you were upset i don't i didn't like i just don't like her i i she's like to me also she scares me she scares me I've tried with her though. I generally, like the first season, I thought, okay, you know the people that don't really have like much self-awareness, but they mean well. That's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, this is constantly actually happening. I think what really scared me was Denise thing. Cause you literally told us this girl is like your friend of 20 years. You know, all of this, like we've been friends and she's told us things about her. Do you know the thing I was really disgusting as well? Then Denise was like, oh, like she just didn't want them to have sexual conversations in front of her kids, which I feel like was completely valid. You can set your boundaries. It doesn't matter the work she's done in the past. And Rina was like, oh, but your ex-husband has done this and you've shared things about you, like personal things. Denise has clearly shared her off of camera. Off of camera. I don't know. I just think that's really messy. And I really don't think Rina was ever Denise's friend. Because who treats their friends like that? So she's but I don't think they were ever close. I think they were Hollywood friends. Yeah, definitely. But even then, even if it's just Hollywood, at least you've known the babe. Even if it's just acquaintances for like 20 years. Like, who does that? It was so unhinged. And she didn't even really know Brandy like that. Even though that whole, I feel like everybody had issues. I feel like there, there was some un, behind the scenes things that we didn't know. I feel like everybody didn't like Denise, especially because the way like, Brandy came about that rumor, in my opinion, was planned. That was planned by Cowling. Yeah, that was a planned thing. But I feel like with Brandy, um, I feel like number one, she's desperate to get back on the show. And number two, she was definitely used by the women as like a weapon. I feel like they don't didn't like Denise because they felt like she wasn't working hard enough for her check because and I think it bothered them that she was the highest paid because she got like two million a two million dollar deal for four seasons oh good um, on her she didn't even yeah, do four seasons I think, 
I also notice that they don't like fan favorites. Like, I really think it bothers them that Garcelle is so popular, for example. It really bothers them that Garcelle is so popular with the fans, and then she's not really joining their clique, which is amazing because that just makes me like Garcelle even more. I love. I love how direct Garcelle is because I feel like that's something that a lot of time in Housewives we get pissed off that people have all this vim in their confessionals. But you and know, it doesn't match up when they're actually. Yeah, being actually Garcelle, I thought it was so crazy when Dorit went on her weird, clearly racist rant. About yeah, a lot of microaggressions. Bullied. Yeah. Let's, let's call them macroaggressions, but saying that, you know, Garcelle's a bully because it's like she literally. It's like a bully with her weird accent. Dorit needs to go off the show now. She needs to crawl back, back into her parents' house in Connecticut and probably get a job, maybe waitressing, standing behind a counter so she can start to chip away at the many payments that she needs to make and get off our screen with her rented clothes. Because I am so tired of watching her. She she brings nothing to the screen. So how do we feel about Garcelle? I like Garcelle as well. I mean, I can see... Garcelle can be shady, but I feel like the difference between Garcelle and let's say someone like Giselle, okay, it's fun shade. She yeah. never goes like, you know, she re- never really like goes for like the jugular. So it's, it's like no fun to talk. It's just, it's with Garcelle, it's never decent. She's just like, I just don't like this person. They're annoying. Like, it's never like, oh, this person needs to go back to their house and, and their husband is cheating on them. It's just like, yeah, she's annoying. I even thought the thing she said about Lisa Renner was so funny, which was like, is Harry duplicitous? Is he two-faced? Is he this? Maybe it's Lisa Renner. I found that like, it's funny. It's, it's like, but I also like the way she's being very clear with Lisa. Like, she doesn't like her. She, they're never going to be friends ever ever again they'll never be friends like that even Lisa did you see Lisa spiel about with Garcelle like oh you didn't you didn't say thank you for the sauce and Garcelle was like I thanked you when you gave it to me she was like yeah but I would have loved to get a a text what the hell is that I feel like it kind of pains her that Garcelle was kind of turned off her so I feel like there's a bit of overcompensation there as well. And I think because it hasn't worked, do you see how she kind of like tried to turn Garcelle as well into like the editing? I think, I don't remember, was it like last episode, episode before when she was like, oh, yeah, when she's like to Garcelle, um, why did you bring it up? You know, when she, Garcelle, yeah, she, like, yeah. Erica shared, Tom called her. So I feel like once Lisa realized that Garcelle wasn't really like with the fake shit, she basically took the role of, okay, now I'm going to try to like, you know, make you look like the villain. I feel like, but in a subtle way, I feel like. Because that thing of, can't you own it? Why did you bring it out? Blah, 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 blah. was very, hmm, to me. But I feel like it's really frustrating the people like Kyle, Lisa Rinna and all those people, how much the fans don't like them anymore. How much the fans have moved on to people like Garcelle and Sutton, who they probably see Sutton as like this irrelevant dweeb. But yeah, she's become a fan favourite just because she's asking the right questions. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. It, to me, it's like the morality of it. Like even with like Sutton, like oh, when Erica was like, oh, you, you're making about you're making about you. But I feel like maybe it is for Sutton about how how other people view her. But I think for me, the glaring thing is it's actually a morality issue. Like we're talking about people who have had horrific, traumatic experiences, you know, and even the money they were awarded probably will not erase that. But it may, I, was, I can't speak for them, but it could possibly give them some comfort. So just have that ripped apart away from them. Like, I'm sorry, if you're if you're a normal human being, if you have an ounce of integrity or empathy, you should be disturbed by that. You should feel some form of outrage. So I just find it like quite disgusting that they've kind of made it seem like if it's like, you know, like the Denise type rumor, which was, you know, didn't really matter. It was no one's business. No, 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 we're literally talking about people's lives here. Like, it's not funny. You get what I mean? So I think even the way the ladies are playing is quite smelly and the way they've kind yeah. of thrown Sutton under the bus. Let's just talk about Kyle. The way Kyle, like, you shared concerns, Dorit shared concerns, you know, of how that was, like, really appalling. But then now it's like, the way Kyle just ran to, like, throw Sutton under the bus. I do think Sutton, the difference between Sutton and Garcelle is Garcelle says it just, if she says it behind your back, she doesn't say it the exact same way to your face. Whereas I feel like Sutton kind of, she says it but she dances around a little bit and that's how the the thing with the ladies is because they're trying to use her as a scapegoat they use that moment where she's kind of dancing around to just catch her out and then be like oh but then you said this and blah 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 even though I I feel like Sutton was going to say that anyway but what do you think I was just going to say I have something different to say actually I just went on Twitter Erica Jane tweeted out Ronald Richards who's the lawyer rep the bankruptcy lawyer representing basically all the victims trying to recover money from Erica and Tom saying you need a Lexapro talk about unraveling this is why I can't with her who does that like yeah. 
one of the victims that I think it was like $20 million that he lost in a settlement because Tom stole the money. Settlement money wasn't even really going to be used to him to live a lavish lifestyle. It was going to be used because he was so badly burned that he needed that money for his care. This is the situation that people are in. And think about it, even when there's like a $100 million settlement, for example, like the plane crash victims and their families, think of how many people that money is going to even be split across. So it's, they, they're not actually going to walk away with that much money. You stole the little that they got from that. It's a grave injustice. And you did it to do what? So you could dance around and, you know, have your blonde hair perfectly dyed and have, your, and have a glam squad of 15 people traveling with you. Like, it's actually disgusting. It's actually disgusting. So even this whole thing of like, we should just support her. Oh, why do you care? Um, why The real question is, why do you not care? That's what we really need to be asking. Why don't you care? And that's the, and that's the problem. And I think that's the critique that people have of these shows that showcase wealth and stuff like that, which obviously that's a whole different topic. But just, just the lack of self-awareness, the lack of empathy, and the fact that they cannot see beyond their privilege, it's it's disturbing. It's actually disturbing. I thought like the only people that have actually properly, genuinely empathised, the only person that probably properly empathised, I feel like, was Garcelle and Sutton. And I don't really feel like if Sutton was being fake so to speak because it was when the New York Times article actually dropped that she was like raw you know and they showed us and fine another thing they showed as well which obviously I know you've seen is the clip of Sutton literally talking to Erica and, and or talking about how she's let Erica know she needs money Sutton doesn't mind helping her before she was aware of the you know more details I feel like I feel like I don't think Sutton's being fake. I'm not going to lie. Like, I love you to death. But if you were in this situation, I would probably talk to a lawyer and I would think, what the hell? Um, to be honest, I would have a sit-down conversation with you and I'd be like, you would need... I wouldn't be in this situation, don't you, Sutton, and reject it. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, that's not even you. No, like, but I, no, I get it. Continue. If our friend Jamal was in the situation, <laughs> I would sit down with Jamal and I would be like, you need to be straight with me. Did you or did you not do this? Because it's looking very bad for you right now. I would say that. Yeah. I would say that. And I think... The people who are being fake are people like Kyle, who's pretending to be friendly with Erica, disturbed behind and, then, the and then in her confessionals, she's keeps she's being a lot more critical and a lot more harsh. That's why I don't really understand. Garcelle, Garcelle is not actually doing pushing as hard as Sutton, but I think also the reason why Sutton is pushing hard is because Sutton actually has money. She does not want to be associated with this. Like she she does kind of exist in a different plane to the other women. And I think apparently her and her ex are still really friendly. And she called up her ex-husband and got his advice. And he was basically like, stay the fuck away from this. So I also got- Even Kathy is distancing herself low key. Do you see how yeah, now like, I don't know She's now, she's been Mariah she's Curry. Now she's now she's now trying to say on Twitter on like Instagram comments like, oh yeah, Sutton's my dear friend. I mean, that's not what you were saying. You were saying that no one knows her and making fun of her, but whatever. Yeah. But everyone who has proper cash, it's like, I don't know her. Because <laughs> it's so hilarious the way Kathy's like, I don't know her. Everyone's like, I, I don't know her. Honestly, honestly. But I'm I'm interested to see how it unfolds. I That's a reunion that I'll 100% tune in for. Because I, especially considering how badly things are going for in court with Erica, she's now been personally sued. Like, so it's not any complaints against her and Tom or Tom, and then she's implicated. She's personally sued. Or to repay that $25 million and it looks like she'll probably be on the hook for that. Um, I'm interested to see. Yeah, I feel like it'll be interesting to see what comes of this. I don't think the ladies will eventually step up, but it won't shock me if Rinna changes her tune at the reunion. I know they've already started, I mean, Andy has asked the reunion questions, and I think they're going to start filming this week or next week. So let's see if they can actually just have some morals and just empathy with how they go about it. Honestly, yeah. I don't think they are capable of that, but um, at least, uh, at least, and I feel like at least we've got someone like Sasha who's a voice to the viewers, and I hope she doesn't do any more of those fuck ups that she did at the beginning of the season. Yeah, because let's me, fam, that will be another day because that was. Oh, anyway, um, should we move on to just have like a quick section on Salt Lake City? Um, I don't have a lot of thoughts on Salt Lake City, so you go, and then I'll chime in. Okay. Well, I feel like from I like from the first season of Salt Lake City, I do think it actually. I'm not gonna lie, I actually did actually like it from the first season. I don't know if there's anybody that's really that likable on the cast, but I guess that's what makes the show interesting to watch. The trailer, the trailer for season two though looks really explosive, so it'll be interesting to see the allegations about Mary's church, Jen's legal issues. I think those are the two hot topics that I am interested in seeing addressed. 
Um, yeah, what about you? I'm not going to lie, I'm disappointed that Salt Lake City has gone so dark after only two seasons. Like One season even. Yeah, second season in and it's already so dark. I've looked into the crimes that Jen is accused of. Seems like she was running some sort of Ponzi scheme financial scam that preyed on a lot of older people. That's really disgusting. Um, I don't understand, similarly to Erica, why the hell is she doing a show when you've been accused of such a crime? Loves she, attention, though. She gives me... Yeah, yeah. I think she's filmed, like, coming out of the courtroom and stuff like that. Her trial has been delayed till March 2023. So she's probably got... Apparently she got arrested on camera. Yeah, so she's probably got another season in her. Um, and I still think she'll probably try and eventually come to some kind of deal. I don't, I, I just, the whole thing, it, it turns me off watching it. Mary's Church, when you actually read the allegations, it's actually really sad. Like the way it's basically run, running a cult and stuff like that. It's this, I'm actually not excited. I will watch it, but I'm not excited for it because it's got so dark after such a short time. That's not exciting to me. That's sad. I feel like it was kind of inevitable. Like with Mary, it was inevitable because even the, the, the circumstances of her getting married to her husband, I feel like it was inevitable that her storyline was going to turn. I didn't think she was going to come back for a second church. season. So what did you say? I didn't think Mary was going to come back for a second season. Yeah, but you don't think with Mary, as well, she also likes tension. And especially that's why she likes shows her fashions, but which she can't pair well. So always really horrendous. Yes, I'm not surprised Maryson got that dark. Because from the time you're saying that you had to get married to your grandma's husband for the sake of, so you could inherit the church, your mum got angry at you. <clears throat> it's really all down here from there. But from Jenna's, well, I feel like, am I really that shocked? I don't know. But I feel like it'll be interesting to see. Another thing with Jenna's well is that I clocked and I, I realised when I was watching the first season, the fact that she has all this vim for everyone else, but doesn't have it for her husband, which is very... I mean, not surprising, but it's a bit, I'm not gonna lie, it gets a bit pathetic to watch. So I wonder if she'll kind of find the backbone with her husband, because all this misdirected anger is, it's, it's, I mean, she's too old for it, honestly. Honestly, exactly. And yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the huge screaming. Yeah, Meredith and Lisa, it'll be interesting to see their friendship as well. Um, what happens with it on the show but yeah I think that's kind of it I know I think Meredith had an issue with something that Jen Jen with Jen being shady about her son so that will be another thing that will probably play out but yeah I think that's all we can read but so Meredith's son is a nightmare sorry your son is a nightmare do you like, think so people need to do the same your son can't insert himself into household drama insert himself constantly your son can't make himself a storyline but then be a victim this is what people don't understand do you get what i mean he can't do that it's, it's one or the other your son is a grown grown adult if he chooses to insert himself and start talking about jen showing her vagina then yeah jen can come back that's like do you get what i mean you can't insult your mom's friends and come after them and then get and then say oh my gosh that's my son okay yeah but your son was coming for me so i came from him back that's the way housewives goes I think her son is a nightmare. Like I don't, I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy watching. Really, I don't really actually mind him. I like the relationship. <laughs> See, this is how we oppose. I like the relationship they have with um, that she has with her kids. I actually yeah. do enjoy it because it seems like if they are genuinely close, like there's not really that much awkwardness there. And obviously, I mean, we're all close to our mom doesn't mean we should be on a reality TV show. I feel like, and I feel like her son could also. I don't know. I feel like he just adds a bit of spice to like this storyline. I don't think he recently anything that was that bad. He just said that he felt like if Jen's behavior was a bit mad, which obviously, generally when you talk to your mom, you can be honest. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really think. Honestly, I actually disagree with you. I, I don't think he moved that mad or said anything like. With Kim's daughter, I feel like Kim, you know, with Kim and the whole Nini thing, I feel like Kim's daughter really overstepped, which is why Nini... I think you're misunderstanding me. I'm not saying that Meredith's son says something that crazy. I'm saying that when you come for someone on the Housewife show and you have a little bit of a storyline because you dislike one of your mom's friends, if she comes back and you can't say, I'm a child, you chose... Well, I agree. You literally chose to stay home from college just to be on the show so you you wanted to be it so so then don't don't use the whole thing of like i'm a child how dare you talk about me? no you want to lay down with dogs you're going to get police and it's it's not like i think there's anything really bad he said i just don't enjoy watching him like 
this is going to sound bad for me because I was once an overprivileged teen, but he's just like an annoying, overprivileged teen and his fashion show was really lame. He can't design clothes. So, I don't think he's that bad. I mean, maybe, maybe I have a bit of a soft spot for him, but I honestly don't think that he's that I bad. I literally hate all your opinions. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about Love Island Reunion. During this podcast, we're going to talk about TV shows. With Love Island Reunion, honestly, it was so dead. I feel like British people need to learn to take cues. I'm, I hate to say it from the Americans. When it comes to reunion shows because I don't know what that was reunion happened way too early I feel like also they could have they didn't need to make it because I think it was live I don't know why they made it live I feel like what they should have done was address everything garnered up a lot of footage and then edited it down and then aired it at a later date because the way they were rushing through every single contestant it was just weird it wasn't an interesting watch I actually turned it off I literally switched off my TV from the back halfway through because how bad it was. The way they just, they absolutely disrespected Kaz and Tyler by not even allowing them to even step foot on the couch was just, mm. anyway, we all know why I'm not even, we don't even need to get into the reason why, cause we know. Yeah, I thought like it was just a waste of time. They should have waited longer, at least, probably until like at least November. And yeah, I thought like British shows need to step it up. If you're going to do a reunion show, step it up, do it properly, take note from, take notes from Andy, you know, and the girls at Bravo, and actually give us a reason to actually sit in front of our TVs and watch, because I don't know what that was, but it was a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, I just, it was a complete waste of our time, the whole, the weird way they moved towards Kaz and Tyler, Laura Whitmore was a really biased host. Um, the marriage banter, I mean, as a married person, I don't know if <laughs> Because that was, what was that? I usually find him so funny, but that was just so painful. It was a complete waste of my time. And I like, I don't even know if I could muster up the energy to say that much about it because of how boring and useless it was. And it's funny because there was actually drama on this season. So there were so many things they could have plucked from. They could have asked, you know, because Aaron and Mary, that one with his, hmm, whose trim was just Helter Skelter. They could have asked him, so the vim that you had from for Kaz, where is it now? Do you have an apology? There's so many things they could have drawn into. I feel like they should have had Kaz, Tyler, and Clarice on the stage, and they should have sat and they should have been like, Clarice, can you explain why you've been making all these really shady comments? They also never asked if Clarice and Aaron were still talking to each other, which I found a bit weird as well, because they've made this big show on social media that they were talking to each other. But um, I would have literally been like, Clarice, why did you have so many like and i would have done like a slideshow on instagram yes like i'm sorry it was all handed to them on a silver platter and they absolutely fumbled it like even with hugo and when he was saying that him and liberty liberty pulled him for a chat why not bring that up like there were so many things all the material was literally there it was just it was so shoddy so piss poor and they have the budget to have done something better if anybody if any producers if anybody listens to this we don't we're doing this for fun but if any itv producers are listening to this stop doing live reunions there's a reason why real housewives of atlanta they don't do it why love and hip-hop don't the previous live reunions weren't too bad though the previous reunions weren't i generally don't like them like even when i did it with you and day and um, but it, it was still all right, but it wasn't as this one is just one of the worst ones I've, I've, I've ever seen. But I feel like for a reunion, I just feel like it's better to pre-record and edit it. So then you can, just, you're running on a time frame. Sorry, were you saying something? I think the difference with Love Island is that the whole point of the reunions being live is that they're there with a live audience and people, the audience get to participate. I don't know why, I think because of COVID concerns, they didn't have a live audience this time. But that's the point of having it live so I don't think they'll change the format and do a pre-recorded like housewife star reunion which I actually don't mind it being live I just think it just needs it's never going to be as juicy as housewives because the islanders will never go that deep but at least ask like at least make it some more interesting yeah I less, less of Ian's jokes just less of yeah them, like that wasn't like that could have been time they could have actually used to dig into the actual drama with the mm-hmm. islanders and I feel like my thing with the live tv because Obviously, I do have a slight background. Um, it adds a lot of pressure because you have to work to time. So if there's something else you want to delve deeper in most of the time, you can't do it. If you want to do it, then you now have to cut segments. So it limits what you can actually discuss. So that's why I'm not really for live reunions because you're, lim- you're actually limiting like what you can actually really discuss because you have to work to time. You have to cut to ads on time. So yeah, I just feel like, ugh, they just need to fix up. They just need to fix up. But yeah, Kaz and Tyler, anyway, like I said, 
I just, I'm happy for them. And I hope that, you know, they have a career outside of this because they were really, really disrespected. And I just think the producers completely fumbled the bag because there were so many things, even the girls sitting around Liberty, there were so many things they could have discussed. They didn't. It was a waste of everybody's time. They shouldn't do it again. They should not allow it to happen again. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta hasn't started filming yet for Real Housewives of Atlanta. That hasn't started filming yet. It also doesn't look like if they're going to address the Fallon drama, but maybe a, a break will be good for them. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. I think a break will be good for them. Yeah. I'm not too interested in the Fallon drama. Like, it's a waste of my time because she's an idiot, so... <laughs> Yeah, and I think, unfortunately, they fumbled by letting it play out so much on social media. And she's also vindicated Portia. But anyway, you guys can dig deeper into that because, honestly, it's not even worth discussing with the way everything has played out. So all you need to do is just literally log on to Instagram and it's literally there for you to see. So I think we're going to wrap this up, our first episode. But we want to wrap it up by um, sending our condolences out to Nini. Obviously, you've heard about the loss of Greg. And it's, it's, it's really, really sad because he was actually one of the few house husbands that didn't overstep. And also, you could tell, really loved his wife and literally worshipped the ground that he walks on. I almost put, I put him on the same category as um, Lisa Vanderpump's husband, whose name I've forgotten, Ken, as well. So, yeah, it, the loss of Greg is really, really unfortunate. I feel really, really bad for Mimi and her family, and it's just awful. And even just seeing people, you know, going through the moments from the show as well with Greg, he gave us, oh, he gave us a lot of laughs, honestly. It's just really unfortunate. We're having to end on a dark note, but we obviously just had to send out condolences and obviously acknowledge that. Yeah. So that will be it for the show um, today. We will be back next week. Hopefully we'll have more things to discuss. Hopefully the shows can step it up. But yeah, that will be it. So is there anything you want to say in your life to wrap up? No, just um, thank you to the one person who probably found this <laughs> video listen.